to the Pitched Industries podcast. Hey guys, what's going on? And welcome back to another episode of the Pitched Industries podcast. My name's Nick White, and this is where I sit down and have conversations with some of today's most influential creatives. And I ask them about how they've gotten to where they are today, things they've learned and experienced from their journey so far, advice they'd give aspiring creators and students now, as well as so much other stuff. Before I get to introducing who I'll be talking with on today's episode, I just quickly want to remind you all that the 2021 Red Bull Alum Image Quest is now taking submissions. Submissions are open until the 31st of July and it's free to enter. So if you're interested, head over to their website now and enter. I'll have the link in the show notes to this podcast episode. Anyway, on today's episode, I am stoked to be sharing a conversation I had with the super talented photographer and nomad, Michelle Von Dyke. Michelle is without a doubt a giant within the fashion photography space. Her photojournalistic style of photography has led her to work with numerous international clients like Savannah Morrow, the label, Authentic Beauty Concept International, Fella Swim, Acacia Swim, and so, so many others. Michelle also advocates for the beauty of vitiligo and albinism and has received a lot of acknowledgement for a work of contrast project, which exhibited it in Miami in 2019. In this episode, Michelle and I talk about how how she got her start within the fashion photography space, how she goes about organizing and reaching out to clients, establishing meaningful connections with your subjects, changing ideas of what beauty is within the fashion industry, not being afraid to ask for help when it comes to your business, and so, so much more. Look, there's so many things that I think you guys are going to get out of today's episode. So without me talking any longer, let's get straight into it. Michelle, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for taking the time today to talk with me. Thank you for having me. I feel honored for the invite. Look, before we jump into your story as a photographer and how you've managed to do all of the incredible things you've done to date, I just want to ask you a few short and sharp questions just to let the audience better get to understand you at a more personal level, I suppose. Are you all good with that? Yeah, perfect. Sweet. So where do you currently call home? For me, really, home is where the heart is and where my intuition takes me. At the moment, I live in my suitcase and I just flow with my movements every step of the way. And yeah, yeah, at the moment, I find myself in Brazil and I just, especially like in the current world situation, we understand what flow means even more. So it's like, yeah. Mm. Yeah. So where are you originally from? Uh, Holland. Um, okay. born in Holland and raised in Cape Town, South Africa with my grandparents. Amazing. Amazing. I'm sure we'll talk about that a little bit more as we move forward, but I'll move on. Whose work do you admire the most currently? Is there anyone who really stands out for you at the moment? That's mm, really hard for me to say because I, I get my inspiration from like traveling and learning and observing people and their ways to live around the world and their own religion and being their colors, their outfits and their political approaches, their values. But obviously, like and I also try not to uh, follow too many photographers. I don't want it to like uh, take too much away from my own true inspiration. But what yeah. I do really like is like when I arrive into a country, like local photographers, they, they come on my path and I feel very inspired by that. But I couldn't like call out one name. It's just, yeah. Yeah, it's not the easiest question to answer a lot of the time, but I'll move forward. So what's your favorite quote? 
Um, well, obviously the people that I follow nowadays, I try to like limit it a little bit. So when I do open up my Instagram, it's just like pure inspiration. And sometimes we come across quotes and we're like, wow, that's something that I really resonate with in that moment. And some beautiful quote that I just reposted like last week was you often feel very tired, not because you've done too much, but because you've done too little of what sparks a light in you. And that's just wow. like really resonates with me because, and I feel with a lot of people that are really following their their true soul passion, it's like, does I am on my computer a lot of the time. It's just like writing down concepts or like, and a lot of people are like, why are you working so much? But it's like, it's my passion, you know? So we dream, yeah. we wake up with it. So it's like, I feel that's what really resonates with like the spark in you. Amazing. I really like that quote. Thank you. So what's your favorite thing to do in your own time? I love being active. So like yoga, surfing, but I also really love spending time alone because when I fly around and my team comes with me, I I spend a lot of time with people. So as a wolf, as my spirit animal, I love being alone and be with others. So like my creative thing to do when I'm by myself is like being alone and I love evolving and expanding with self-knowledge. So I love listening to audiobooks, podcasts, writing new concepts and going to the beach and playing my harp and just, yeah, love that Amazing. quality time with myself. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I like that. I like that. And it follows perfectly onto my next question. So these audiobooks you're listening to, are there any in particular that you would recommend to our audience? Um, yeah, one that came to my mind when I was in Miami doing my exhibition, I came across this really beautiful book that really helped me. And that was once again, aligned with everything that that I was working on in that moment. It's called Earth is Hiring by Peter Kelly. Okay. It's all about consciousness, about money and understanding that money is an energy, deconstructing our belief systems and being more aligned with our soul purpose or inner calling, communicating with the universe, a flow state of presence, because like once, and wow. this is really, really important as I, being an entrepreneur or a photographer, it's like understanding the energy of money. It really helped me. It's like you'll figure out later in the questions, like um, what my negative yeah. you know, uh, things were in my path. And this book really helped me. That's why I was like, this is an important yeah, book to wow. mention. The energy of money. I've got so many questions about that, but I'm going to I'm gonna hold <laughs> off. I'm sure it'll come out later. But so um, the last question of the bunch And it's probably my favorite one, I think. And it is if you could sit down and drink a beer or wine or anything and have a conversation with anyone in the entire world, past or present, who would that person be for you? Mm, That is a really hard one because, like, obviously I would love to go back in time and, you know, spend some time with old indigenous tribes and learn about their their ways and and things that modern day society a lot of like feminine mysteries that were forgotten that's like one of the most important things but like as in this interview I felt the calling to call up on Helmut Newton just because like he's such a character and I just would like to talk with him about the woman that he photographs I think he photographs him in such a like classy and sexy way and I think he really like lived the rock star photographer life so that's why I would call up on him yeah 
Yeah, very cool. Very cool. Awesome. Well, look, there are so many questions that I want to ask you today, so I think we should just jump into it. But before we get into all of the deeper stuff, I suppose, I'm pretty interested to hear you talk a little bit about how you got into photography. So can you talk to us about where your photography journey started for you and maybe just tell us a little bit about yourself and about your past? Thank you for asking. It's very nice to remember that and express that into words because as a little kid, my grandparents, they were like the most crazy nomadic people and they sold their whole business and they bought a camper van and traveled all around and then they ended up in Cape Town and then my mom decided like, okay, let's go and visit them and and go there, like basically move there. And that just really um, was a really big part of like my imprint. And my grandfather was a very passionate photographer. So they took took me to like safari parks and I observed him photographing the beautiful animals on the safari parks. And, you know, he had a dark room and showed me how to develop the the films and put all the beautiful photos together in like a photo album. And he was the one who gave me my first camera. And I still remember the first photo that I took with, you know, it was like a beautiful baby seal. And that those are Mm -hmm. moments as a kid, you know, that just really that's a a part of your of your creativity of everything where everything starts. And then uh, and then unfortunately, my mom decided to move back to Holland, but also in a very fortunate way, because Holland has such a good way of a support system for especially artists to study in what you want. And I decided to okay. study photography um, because, yeah, my whole family was into sports, but I was like, I don't want to do what my family does. And photography <laughs> has always been there. And then, you know, I started photographing in nightlife and then I was like, okay, let's study photography. And then yeah. on the last year of my photography study, it was required to go on an internship for a year. And I've always said okay. my whole life, mom, I'm not going to live in Holland. I'm going to go out into the world. I'm going to do this. So I looked into doing an internship in South Africa but because of logistics of like having a driver's license and everything was up and at this age. This was 2014. It was hard for me as a young girl and then I was like looking on Facebook of like oh shit where to go and I love surfing and then I found this beautiful little island called Bali and as Europeans (laughs) it's not an you know not a place that we know of Uh, but obviously because you know Dutch people are very much integrated to Indonesia I found a beautiful uh, Dutch Indonesian photographer that was only shooting on film and I You know, I messaged them on Facebook at the time. There was no Instagram yet. And he was like, yeah, come over. And really, that's where it all started for me. I was exactly at the right place at the right time. Wow, that's so cool. So what what did you learn when you were at university? Do you feel that was a very influential part of your journey to getting to where you are now? Um, It was very important in a way. uh, But I really feel it's like if you have a passion for it, no matter what, you will uh, achieve your goal. It's like the, st- the yeah. study was very handy for me because like Holland has a good support system of like giving you money every month. And it was really good for me to focus on that and to at least tell my mom like, oh, I have a piece of paper, even though she didn't believe that photography was actually something that could bring in money. Um, yeah. But uh, the technical part at my school was very important. Like uh, we actually started photographing with this 
large format old camera and they were like we're not going to even give you digital cameras you're just going to start shooting on this beautiful large format where all the settings wow. you have to do by head and i just got such a big passion for it i was every night i was in the dark room until like 11 o'clock until school was finished and i did a beautiful exhibition at that time of like djs in rotterdam and it really it shaped me a lot so i'm very grateful wow. to have that opportunity of studying it yeah that's amazing do you still shoot in large format today on not large format because like traveling and being a nomadic like this <laughs> camera is so big you should have seen me as a little like you know like little me going around yeah. rotterdam in the city and taking this camera it's like i 100% sure once I find myself grounded and having my own house, I will purchase again this camera because even my my uh, teacher was like, I wish I could give you this camera. I see how passionate you are about it. But I, it did transform <laughs> in, in most most of my work is shot on film, but I use different I, most of the time I use 35 millimeter for most of my work at the moment. All right, so at the moment you have just studied university and you've headed over to Bali to start shooting over there. Who were some of your biggest influences around that time when you were first getting into shooting in Bali? Like once again, I don't really look up to many photographers, but I did once I got more into Bali and obviously once you're in Bali, you find so many Aussie friends and they've taken me on little trips to Australia and then the first photographer that I that I saw that I absolutely adored was um Bridie Mac Wolf Wolf Club I love her work um I guess she was a big yep. influence of like when I first started out like how she she's only shooting on film as well and her colors and the way how she shoots her models so yeah I think that that comes to mind <laughs> yeah Cool. Yeah, no, I think her work's incredible as well. But look, I've done some research and I understand that you have a modeling background yourself. Can you tell us all a little bit about that? Yeah, that is true. That's actually also a big evolving of how my journey started. It's um, in Holland, you know, besides making coffees as a barista, it's like I, I found a way how, uh, yeah. Yeah, how to support myself and but I did notice very quickly that what I didn't like was like when you come into a room as a model, people don't know your name and you're really being used as a product. And this was really a big evolution into my process as, as a photographer nowadays is that I don't like to use my models as, a, as only just a product. I really go deep yeah. into that soul connection and, and capturing them for who they are, their, their full personality and the character and their energy that I want to portray into my picture because I would have sometimes had to like prove myself when I walked into a room I was like I don't like this polarity that I that experience once I go into a room nobody knows my name that was also a really yeah. big part of why I chose to go deep into photography and being like no I I felt deep inside I was like there's a leader within me there is a part of me that wants to change mm. the world and this will be my tool <laughs> Yeah, wow. No, it's something I really want to discuss with you a little bit further into this conversation today is, is that whole connection with you and the models you photograph and vice versa. But for now, I kind of want to leave it or keep it at the beginning as I think that's where a lot of our audience are currently. So I want to ask you now, how did you manage to break into the photography and fashion industry? Was it something that came to you from constant persistence with networking and talking to other people or did it come more naturally 
Um, yeah, then we go back to the start when I arrived to Bali and Anga Pratama, who I assisted in, in Bali, he gave me a lot of freedom and this really gave me a lot of energy of like, okay, what am I going to do in this time? You know, so obviously going to Bali in a place where most brands are, uh, are based, their factories, I felt super inspired to contact all of them and basically be like, look, I'm here to work on my portfolio and I just want to create, I just want to make magic. And while I create, get better into understanding what kind of aesthetic I want. And I asked a lot of the, the, the young Bali girls that were living at that in Bali at the moment. And I just created a lot of beautiful concepts and started using these brands, their, their styling and just expanding my, my world in that way. And that just, yeah, started being so rapidly. And I I also have to be honest, I was very privileged to do this in this moment because I was in Bali doing my internship and having a lot of time. So most people on an internship, they have to be there full time to help the photographer with everything, basically working for someone else, but learning through that, which is also, I recommend so much because that's really how you learn mm. by doing it. But once again, I was so privileged of, you know, having a lot of time for myself so I could work yeah. on my portfolio. So that's kind of like, yes, how it started. Cool. So who were some of the brands that you were shooting around this time? Was it your boss or your mentor at this time that was finding this work? Or were you sort of picking up freelancing jobs on the site yourself? Um, at the moment, this was 2014. I There were a lot of starting out brands that were in Bali. And on to the day of now, there are actually brands that grew together with me and are still really good friends of mine, and but are also like on the level of where we are. Because obviously this is like seven years ago. So the first yeah, starting yeah. out brand that I was starting to collaborate with was a beautiful label called Fluke the Label. And I got in contact with Fella Swim. I got in contact with Palm Swimwear, which are now like huge brands. And at that moment, they were also already like established or they were also starting out like me. So it's like, it's really yeah. beautiful to see that evolution with all of us and where we are now. And most of them, they contact me now and being like, oh, where are you are in the world? Let's, you know, and all because of that time that I had in Bali. Yeah. Wow. That's amazing. So what would you say you're most passionate about shooting? I mean, from the outside looking in, a lot of your work seems to be revolved around the fashion industry and fashion space. Is it all to do with the fashion industry or is there another whole different side to it? <laughs> there is a whole different side. It's like I was, you know, like seven years ago being in Bali and doing all these amazing swimwear campaigns and starting to grow into working with sustainable brands. It was, I was... You know, I was blessed, so happy in that moment. But then Bali became too small and I was like, Whew, where am I going to go next? So then I yeah. started thinking about things. OK, how am I going to expand my world? So I started creating these international tours. So I started proposing like locations like India and, you know, Cape Town and Kenya and like all different parts of like thinking about where do I want to go myself? Where am yeah. I inspired by which culture by and the locations? And then I started making these amazing PDFs and I started reaching out to a lot of brands. And they were at that time, they were like super interested about like, OK, let's take this somewhere else. We, we trust you. Let's do this. And yeah. then obviously while traveling, going, then you go more from like swimwear 
be going more into like street documentary photography because you really integrate the experience of like you know the locals on the street and the colors and then I started photographing more on film but talking nowadays it's like the first moment when uh, I went back to Cape Town and I started getting more in contact with my own roots uh, a concept came to mind and it's called the work of contrast and the yin, the yin okay. and the yang capturing the polarities because I came across a lot of beautiful muses with albinism and vitiligo and then I started doing a lot of research and talking act with activists of albinism and really start going deep into, okay, what is their exper- experience? You know, because like obviously yeah. in in fashion industry, they were still kind of put on the side. They were not fully accepted into, into their beauty. So I, I worked on this concept like five years ago uh, when I came to Cape Town. And then every year I came back for, for the summer uh, January, February, I started going deeper into this project and doing more shoots. And, and and deep inside of me, I was like, oh, I don't want to release it just yet because I feel I'm onto something bigger. And then a yeah. year and a half ago, when I started releasing these pictures, I was asked to do, to show these pictures on an exhibition in Miami. And then obviously, when the whole Black Lives Matter thing started happening in the world, my photos got yeah. reposted and I was like, wow, I've been receiving these messages so early on and it's really it's like by portray- by portraying the contrast on people's skin i really wanted people to reflect that we're all made up out of contrast you know or light and our darkness yeah, yeah. yin and your yang and our masculine or feminine so it's like it has definitely strongly evolved into understanding that photography is such a powerful tool to give people voices Absolutely. that they or that they cannot express by themselves yeah, yeah. I mean, that series that you did, Work of Contrast, is absolutely incredible. And I'll make sure to have links to all of that, both on the website and over on the Instagram. And the way you approach photographing your models is something I do want to touch on a little bit more further down the track in this conversation. But for now, I want to focus on an issue that I think a lot of our audience listening to this podcast now would be facing, and that is making the leap into doing photography full-time what was that leap like for you when you decided to do it and were you confident coming into it or was it something you were quite hesitant to jump into Mm, I hear you Um, all I can say is just full trust it's like don't be afraid of dreaming big like at least for me uh, that that was really in my own personal experience that that's what it was like, you know, once again, obviously, I was very privileged of going to Bali for my internship. So in a way, I was already supported. So I guess I kind of finding your ways of like, okay, how can I, you know, crack the codes of like, if you do want to become like an international photographer of like, checking out where do I have friends around the world? Where can I like stay somewhere for free and start working on my portfolio for two weeks and slowly start opening up little doors and investing into this is so important. It's like going away from the belief system of like, I need to make money straight away. It's really like the more you invest, the more you will be given your opportunities, the more you open up doors, the more you pick up your camera, the more you will make human connections and they see you. And it's photography is not just about clicking on a camera and making a a photo. It's really about making these human connections and showing yourself and what you can do and how, how, how you can show up for the world and, and for them, the trust 
with the clients, the trust within the people. And then also the more you capture, the more you create your own aesthetic. It's really about being confident. If you don't fully feel that this is going to serve you for the rest of your life, because there is an underlying thought of, you know, my parents wanted me to be this or just some kind of like insecurities. It's like really trying to work on yourself and shift these belief systems because you are worth it. And if this really it shines your light, and I go back to the quote that I said before, it's like, just follow it. Don't be afraid to dream big. You will be supported along your way. Yeah, that's amazing. That's amazing advice. And earlier you spoke about how your mum or your mother was a bit unsure about making photography into a career. Uh, what, what does she think now when you're traveling the world and doing all these amazing shoots? Is it is it something you laugh back on now? <laughs> oh, so much. I really had to gain her trust. It took me years, you know, like being in Bali, she was like, she was so afraid of like, damn, I don't know. Like also obviously like traveling and, and being afraid already of your of your daughter being on a motorbike in Bali. That's also, <laughs> you know, things that she was holding herself onto. But it really changed into the moments where I was like, um, for many years, I had to support my mom because I am privileged in a way that I'm from Holland, but not so privileged into the background where I'm from. But and I guess that's also gave me a lot more power of like, I'm going to change my reality and give back to my family and uh, the first moment I bought her a plane ticket and she, you know, she traveled. At first, it started really small. I, you know, I brought her to uh, Barcelona. She didn't want to go too far away from home. And then the last yeah. trip, I took her to Mexico for two weeks and it changed her life. Like I did a, amazing, even a credible magic mushroom ceremony with her. And then she was just like, Michelle, I, di I didn't thought that you were going to be successful, but now she has <laughs> to experience it into real life, really to feel it and to be like, yes, you, I, I trust you now. <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing imagining you and your mother just having a magic mushroom sesh uh, that's classic <laughs> yeah. no, it's so important that we're there for our parents you know it's like it's time to yeah. give back yeah exactly oh that's amazing well look i do want to talk a little bit now about how you do what you do so can you talk to us a little bit about your creative process my creative process yes of course i'm very very happy to express this because like especially like bali opened up so many doors and also you know the balinese in itself it's a very open-hearted spiritual culture and um it really by traveling and learning from the world it really helped me awakening to my own potential and nowadays my creative process is a pure reflection of my own spiritual growth and uh, once, I, and especially starts evolving once I arrive into a country. And I uh, first, I am very much of an observer before I start picking up my camera. You know, some photographers, they arrive into a country and they want to make pictures of everything. But for me, it's really the observation, the connecting with the people, the communication, the understanding what is going on in this country and connecting with a lot of different artists and seeing how they how they grew up in this country and how that evolved into their own art. And yes, I feel that's like the most important rooted 
part of my creative process is observing first, then researching, learning, writing down, and then start creating, making the concepts. And most of the time when I start creating concepts that are very meaningful and that tell a story, I make a beautiful PDF. I work on an inspiration board, which means I grab different, you know, inspirations from photographers very, very long time ago. Um, I love old film photography, old photographers that are not with us anymore. Um, and then write down the concepts and then invite the artists that I want to collaborate with. So to really understand the essence of the story that I want to, that I want to share. So where would you say you generate the majority of your ideas for your photography works from? Is it through travel alone that you get a lot of these or is it uh, from something else? Mm, yes, definitely. Traveling is the, is the biggest inspiration for me in arriving into these countries. and But also growing up in, in Cape Town, South Africa, I've, it was amazing as a kid growing up there. And as I mentioned before, like my grandparents are crazy nomadic people and they traveled through different tribes in Africa and and their stories they they stuck they stuck with me as a little kid you know before I went to bed asking them tell me more tell me more and (laughs) then growing up with my grandparents in a beautiful place like Cape Town they took me to Namibia they took me to Kenya and really like showed me their reality as well so obviously like hitting back to Cape Town I guess that's where the my most important uh work at this moment the work of contrast that's really evolved from growing up in cape town also living within the system going to school and seeing the the racial injustice that happened within the country you know learning from my grandparents what their experience was in south africa and going to these amazing tribes and that's i feel there's Mm. so much more to this inspiration it's really who i am i also often say what i do it's not what a lot of people can do because it's me. It's a pure reflection of who I am as a person. That's why it's hard for me to answer the questions of like, who do you really look up to? Which photographer? Because I'm like, I am who I am. <laughs> you know? It's yeah, like- yeah. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. So your style and your work is very diverse. I say that in the sense that it seems like the locations that you shoot vary massively from shoot to shoot. So I want to ask, do you have a approach to photographing a model who you might not have ever met before at a location you've never seen before? How would you approach that? Do you have a mental checklist of photos you try to capture to fall back to or does it purely depend on what your client has asked you to shoot? Um, it's, it's a whole process. It was like when, when I, uh, travel around the world and I find locations that I'm like, wow, I really want to go here. And then intuitively, I already know which people I'm going to contact for them and where like their, their aesthetic would really fit into a place, for example, like Kenya. And then most of the times I have, I love female beauty. So most of the time I have like girls that I observe for a very long time and I'm almost like secretly a little bit in love with them, you know, with their beauty. (laughs) And then I start contacting them and being like, look, this is the way how I work. I invite you to come and travel with me for a week. We shoot in a certain amount of brands. This is the budget that I have. Are you willing to come and fly with me and spend this time with me? And the girls that have said yes so far, they had the most life-changing experience. And um, Amazing. 
Yeah, and when I go to a place, like you said, I don't really often have time for location scouting, but obviously I do my research of like the hotels that I'm going to shoot it. So I only already understand a little bit of like the vibe, but for me, it's yeah. really being present in that moment and creating. And I also don't really like my models to post too much. So I really asked them to like, to be there in the moment with them, you know, in Kenya, we were like yeah. sailing on a Dao boat and eating fish and swimming and after I also really the girls that I ask are very much like they love to, to to travel so they already have that like urge of like oh I'm so happy to be here and so they are very much like connecting with me and in that moment and talking to the community or sometimes even they have their own camera with them and they shoot pictures of their culture and it's like it's yeah. uh it's the whole package <laughs> it's really hard for me to explain it's like i wish you yeah. could be there and feel that energy but i hope it kind of transmuted to my images yeah absolutely so so what does a normal shoot for you look like when you're just traveling to some remote area of the world with a bunch of models shooting a campaign do you always have a camera with you and you're always photographing the the models or your experience or is it something that you usually only bring out when you know that uh, you're in a location or a spot that you think you'll be able to produce um, nice photographs at Mm, yeah when I'm like when the girls arrive and even if we're like enjoying the moment I do always have like the the clothing of the brand with me and my camera because most of the time there will be a moment at sunset where I'll be like wow this is a perfect moment please put it on this one dress and it's um you know like obviously sometimes I go to a country before I ask my team to fly in so this is when like the observing process really happens and then the whole team arrives and then for the moment that the model is there I have everything always ready, my cameras, the the styling. And I also say to the brands, like, we don't just shoot one day. It's like we travel around in a couple of days and this is really how we create the beautiful story. So it's not just like, okay, today we're shooting, you know, um, 15 looks and this time we're finished. Like sometimes I would even like combine like three or four brands in one day, but I exactly know my mind is already prepared into like, dividing the aesthetics and exactly like okay this brand i'm going to shoot on film this brand i'm going to shoot there i'm going to shoot on digital and like trying to create that also they have their own authentic and unique content yeah yeah exactly you must have a big backpack having all of those clothes with you and and all the (laughs) stuff you need at all times hey yeah you you should ask my girlfriends (laughs) they're like sometimes you're a turtle with that bag on your back (laughs) (laughs) that's classic how did you learn to propose or pitch these ideas to clients? Well, during my, my study, uh, they also gave us the, the opportunity of learning different programs like InDesign, Photoshop, Adobe Premiere. My first year was even in, into film, so I even know how to make videos as well. And I've been so grateful yep. for that like technical background. So the moment where Bali became too small and I wanted to like expand my horizons, I was like, I was looking at some other photographers that was like, now that's obviously that Instagram became so big. That's like the way how all the nomads do it. You know, they, they yeah. send out PDS and they, that's how they can travel. But like at that timing, I was like, it was still very fresh. And also Bali wasn't Bali as it was nowadays, but it was yeah. still very, very fresh. And so it was like, I, I looked at some other photographers, how they were doing it. And then I was like, okay, I'm just going to make my own PDF. I'm going to put in all my previous work. So there's like a good part of uh, my portfolio in there. So once they 
open up the PDF, they can see the quality of work that I can deliver. And then I would do like, I, I, this, this whole PDF would take me around like three to four weeks. It would be a really strong process of like doing my research mm. because all of a sudden you transform from a photographer to a producer. You know, yeah. and you're like, okay, and then you're a graphic designer and this and that. And I was like, I'm super wonder woman. I can do it all. And that was amazing at that moment. But like, wow, uh, along that process, I, I have to say I've made some mistakes and I had to learn it while I, while I did it. But at the same time, it also gave me so much energy of like, you know, really the strong manifestation power of like, visualizing it by looking at the at the locations that you want to propose to the brands sending it off to the brands and i want you to get a positive response you're like oh, it's happening cool now four more brands okay da, 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 da. <laughs> <laughs> oh that's cool you must be very persuasive in these pitch decks i think i need to start pitching to brands in in a way where i can just travel somewhere and take some friends and take some nice photos and <laughs> yes 100 percent no, 100%. You create your own reality. Like take some beautiful friends with you that are models and then just propose it to them. Even if the, I also really started with like, um, you know, lower budgets. I was like saying to the models, like, would you be open to travel? And like, I don't have a budget for you in exchange at this moment, but you, you will have a life-changing experience and amazing photos. So I also started from, you know, basically from scratch, from nothing and also nothing to give except besides an amazing experience. And that's kind of like yeah. really how I, how I um, started. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. That's amazing. So look, I do want to talk now about, establishing a connection with the subject. So obviously having a connection with your subjects is key to creating great portrait photos. How do you go about establishing that connection? Like I mentioned before, like most of the, the muses that I find, it's like I already kind of feel that I'm establishing a connection before I even ask them to come and travel with me. It's like, you know, I yeah. observe their their little ways, how they uh, basically, you know, express themselves through their social media and then I, I open my heart and I send them a message and when it when they're interested when it reached them they come and once they arrive to the country it's like I am really um, yes I'm being super present with the girls so it's like it's a very important for me to connect with them in that moment ask them about their lives so it's like they go back home as well and being like wow I really had such a beautiful time because like once again I just I didn't arrive there as a model but I arrived there as me and she saw me as yeah. me so that and then most of the time I also asked them so like if you have any inspiration at that moment of props that you want to use or like embrace a certain archetype that you know that is really fitting with this environment please embrace it and be this girl that you want to be in these clothes so it's like it's a really almost like a theater play uh it's a it's, a, it's very oh, yeah, interesting yeah. yeah and also for me it's like when i when i start photographing it's like a creative portal that opens it's like also when i start shooting most of the time i have to go to bed straight away because i'm so tired i was so much in present i use so much energy and it's a creative portal sometimes when i'm finished with a shoot <laughs> a lot of the people are like wow wow what just happened wow and i'm like yeah that's the the creative portal that we open and we're all in it together it's not just the photography it's like really the energy that you generate in that moment with the stylist with the model the location the people and and then magical things happen too. You know, there's someone that is on the side of the on the side of the road, and they're dressed in exactly the same clothes of, of the clothing that that matches with the brand that I'm photographing. So it's like 
everything just aligns perfectly. And the, the connection process with the muses that I should, uh, that I actually want to share their voices, these connections, they go a lot deeper. So obviously it's like, mm. I, inv I invite them to uh, my home in that moment where I am based um, in that country and I asked them to spend a couple of days with me and I, I really interview them and I asked them how it was for them growing up and how they felt that they were you know like not accepted by society or how were they bullied and how are they yeah, feeling yeah. and just a very very deep process so like once I do create the picture I am able to create their story to tell, you know, to, through the, the image that I am capturing. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's amazing. I really like the the idea of you know getting a few days to to sort of become friends with these people before you travel and, and start taking their photos so they really feel comfortable around you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's it's a must. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So I want to talk a little bit now about your thoughts on the fashion industry as a whole. What would you say to someone who says that fashion photography and the fashion industry as a whole has really warped or narrowed society's perception of beauty? Mm, yeah, it's um, it's something that I, that I walked against a very strong story actually, like arriving into um, into Brazil right now at this moment because like growing up in South Africa I was the, during the through the work of contrast and photographing already a lot of very beautiful black models and receiving that inspiration of like growing up there I arrived into Brazil and I was like what about the black models here and then I started interviewing a lot of activists and she was expressing that the image of the beauty in Brazil is top model Giselle you know it's like um, she was seen as you need to have white skin to feel beautiful and that doesn't mean that she didn't work really hard at where she is or she had to fight where she's standing right now. But that really transformed into a lot of the black girls in their own country that wanted to become models thinking like, oh, but so having, you know, black skin doesn't mean I'm beautiful. And then even yeah. into fashion shows, it's like 75% of the population here is black. And it's like there until a very long time ago, it was like not even 50-50. It was like, uh, you know, 80, 80% white. So it's like, yeah. and now they start transforming it more and starting having more acceptance, but that really ha happened more even because of the black lives matter movement. But it's, so that's one yeah. part that I feel that came up into my mind that I really wanted to express, um, yeah. about how I kind of feel that with the work that I am doing of like changing the, the whole, um, vision of what society thinks about what beauty really is uh, the work of contrast yeah. is such a powerful base for this you know it's like photographing people with albinism vitiligo it's really like or differences make us the same why should it be yeah. Any different yeah i mean i was really interested to ask you this question because i do feel that your work really does aim to break these these perceptions i suppose do you think that people's perceptions of beauty are starting to change or be mm. more accepting mm, yeah 100 percent. thank you so much for mentioning that as well i really do try to like deconstruct the belief system of the fashion world through my art and i feel that the whole human race, we're, we're, we're animals, you know, so it's like we're all following certain trends, which it, yeah. you know, and sometimes we could be like, 
oh, damn it, why are they doing what we're doing? But at the same time, it's like now these these subjects are so important. I actually see it in a very positive way. We're like, okay, we're all rising for 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 something very important in, in the collective, which, you know, a lot of people now start uh, to photograph people with vitiligo, for example. It's like people, yeah. models with, with albinism and vitiligo almost starts to become like a, a fashion statement, which... It's, mm. you know, obviously I have my, my beliefs around that, but it's actually really good. And obviously photographing more plus size models and more unique beauties during, I think in Australia, you guys even have an agency for like authentic, unique looking models. So it's going yeah. away from that, like typical bronzed bikini body to like, okay, how can we look more authentic, unique and having a gap in between our teeth and freckles on our faces. And, yeah. and that's amazing, you know, and that's also what I started calling it even more starting the work of contrast. I found this incredible girl in Morocco that also kind of has vitiligo, but it looks like really strong freckles on her face. And she was yeah. recently even asked to do like a really big hair campaign for Swartzkop or something in Germany. And I was like, wow, so the fashion industry is really integrating these like unique faces to to yeah. communicate a certain message which amazing <laughs> yeah exactly i think that um what people used to call different i think they're starting to call unique a lot more which i think is a good thing yes exactly yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, you've traveled all around the world shooting all sorts of people and places. Do you feel that beauty is something that changes dramatically between country and culture or is it something that stays relatively similar internationally? Mm, it definitely changes within the culture, I feel, mm. especially it's like arriving into Brazil and, you know, women here, they love to spend time on their outer beauty. Yes, it's the same it's the same, but different at the same time. It's like, it's a really good question actually to ask. Mm. Mm. Is it something that you need to consider when photographing subjects? Um, obviously make them feel really comfortable. It's like, uh, it's very important. And, um, oh yes, yeah, sorry. One very important thing that I have to mention is like <laughs> being a white photographer, white privilege. It's like yeah. my story of what I sharing with the world is so important. It's like the research and it's like, what are my intentions behind this creation and not appropriation is very important when I touch these very sensitive subjects. So creating impact back and not communicating to my subjects that I am helping them. But basically what I'm doing is I'm co-creating with them and really help like, you know, sharing together um this message that we want to share with the world. And for example, the work of contrast, there is a very powerful intention that I want to create impact back uh, in Tanzania with um, kids that have albinism. In Tanzania, it's a really yep. big thing that they're being hunted for their limbs because of witchcraft. And obviously they don't have any mel melanin wow. in their skin. And this way they get burned by the, by the sun very easily. So there's like different ways how I would like to go there and create impact and help them with better, like beautiful education. Most of the kids with albinism, they now want to become like artists or musicians and really go back and be like, okay, I was very privileged to find all these beautiful muses around the world. But it's like, I also want together with that beautiful magic and be like, okay, how are we going to create the impact? And especially the latest story that I captured was these beautiful twins with albinism in Brazil. 
And yep. they were, I was, you know, before I captured them, I was like, this is the, the intention behind the shoot. And they were like, wow, wow. Can we really help being a part of that and help more kids with albinism? They were, you That's felt the, the, yes, the, the gratitude and the happiness within them because they also are a big voice and a big activist for people with albinism within Brazil. Because obviously, you know, like there's so much African people that moved to Brazil. So it's like very similar how much people have albinism in Brazil and with in Africa. But they don't experience the uh, that they have to be afraid for their lives here. But obviously they, they face different problems with like being bullied at school and not being accepted into their into their um, culture, basically. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's really interesting. You're, you're obviously extremely passionate about telling people's stories visually. Do you often also try to tell people's stories in writing? Obviously, most of the time, with like taking the pictures, I hope that the pictures already tell a story by itself. But I, yeah, but I feel like expressing the words, especially on my social media, it's, it's very important to also express my my own experience and the, the voices and, and uh, everything that, that kind of shows up in that moment, right? Like the, yeah. the racial injustice, the political issue. It's like, I, I do like to express it in, in more into like a poetic way of words that I write. And because yeah. obviously I'm a visual artist, for me, sometimes to express the words is a little bit hard. So I do have some people that help me putting these beautiful words together. And especially for the work of contrast exhibition, I had an amazing woman helping putting all the words together. And then that's like a, like a, a text, a message that I keep sharing when I share the photos basically. So it is yeah. important, but it's not the main thing, but it all kind of comes together. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Well, I want to ask you easily my favorite question of the whole bunch right now. And that is, can you tell me about the best piece of advice you feel you've ever received? Mm. I feel like you can have a good answer for this one. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to try. Um, Well, it's like whenever I feel like I, it's hard for me when I'm starting like a new project, it's like, there's so much visions in my head. It's like, I almost already see where it's going to head. And then I start just kind of like thinking so much out of the box and be like, Oh, like podcasts and TV shows and this and that. It's like, I start creating this whole reality. And it's like, (laughs) the best thing is just really to start at the start and actually manifest it into a reality. So I attend to like skip steps and be so much into the dream world that after a while I'm like, oh, but damn it, I don't want this project or this passion concept to, I don't want to, you know, I, I need to do it. I need to do it. So it's like the best yeah. piece of advice I've just had by a beautiful woman that helps me with my guidance. It's like, go and pick up your camera and do it. You know, create your webs of opportunities when you pick up your camera. It's like I was mentioning before, you make these human connections and things will expand very rapidly. And uh, don't forget to skip the steps, you know, it's like writing things down, making PDFs, making it a reality. It's really clear communication with the universe, what you want to do. So it's yes, that's kind of what comes up. I hope it works. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's great. I mean, skipping steps is definitely something that I do a lot and I need to work on, that's for sure. And and not to forget that I finish what you've started as well. It's very important. Don't start something new when you haven't started something else. Uh, Finish something. Yeah, 
have you ever experienced burnout? Have you ever had to take time away from the camera and photographing? Mm, no, because like what I do sparks my light so much that I'm super passionate about it. But I have to be yeah. honest, like for the last, you know, the current world situation, before that, I was traveling so much. I wasn't in a country longer than like a month or sometimes I would travel every two weeks. And because I'm a Sagittarius yeah. and this is like what I'm passionate about, it, it, it was it was fine with me. But like before last year in March, I did kind of already started feeling like, OK, I think I really need to ground myself a little bit more. I think I have to be longer in a place because the, the traveling does kind of take like a toll of me. And then obviously, like I said, it's like. I transformed my business and also doing everything. So the whole production and this and that, it's like, it was a lot to take. So it's like then sitting down for four months in one house during lockdown, I was very blessed that I was in a beautiful beach house on the beach in Tulum in Mexico. So I could really just do nothing and just be. So I kind of, it's like, you don't know how, how, uh, how you say it, like, I wouldn't say a burnout, but you don't know how much energy it takes from you until the moment that you're st- in st- full stillness. Yeah, absolutely. That would have been a good time uh, in Mexico, just focusing on your surfing, hey, and just uh, just chilling. Mm, unfortunately, in Tulum, Mexico, there's no waves, but oh, I... You're kidding. <laughs> But I, uh, I was living in a house with a with my girlfriend and she's a yoga teacher. So we did yoga every morning at nine. Oh, and sometimes amazing. I would take out the flippers and go into the ocean and swim for 30 or 40 minutes. So it's like we find our own ways. But now I'm Brazil and surfing again, which is super nice. <laughs> I want to talk now about something that I'm extremely passionate about. And that is regarding mental health. How have you dealt with negative headspaces during your career? What have been some of the struggles you've had to overcome to get to where you are today? Hmm. A really important thing that comes up in my mind has been like, don't be afraid to ask for help. Because like, um, like I said, when I transformed to a producer, stylist and everything all in one package, that's when the struggles really came through. It's like, yeah. and also because we're, I wasn't prepared for all the extra, how much detail, time and organization goes into a production, especially international productions. And I've had to learn it the hard way. Mm. And yeah, sometimes I wouldn't be able to, uh, I mean, I, I wasn't informed enough to uh, put all the, you know, the right production prices. And I was very often wasn't even able to pay myself for my own work and miscalculated and then uh, that's why I also mentioned the book Earth is Hiring, because this really helped me of like getting back an understanding of like, you know, paying off everything I own to create space for Neil. And uh, it just everything it came in as a gift because, you know, it's like, yeah, we can go and study photography, but really we learn along the way by doing it. And now I'm even yeah. stronger uh, than ever because, yeah, I learned from my mistakes. Yeah. So who who did you reach out to for help when it came to all of the stuff you just mentioned? Um, one of my best friends, she's also my hair and makeup artist and she travels with me around the world and she's like a very grounded businesswoman. She has her own uh, makeup makeup academy in Amsterdam and is has many awards under her name and she's like 
really successful. So obviously it's like very organized, very organized. So she's like always being like, okay, Michelle, did you do your taxes? Did you do this? Did you do that? And I'm like, <laughs> kind of like a little kid, like, <laughs> um, I have to be honest, but it's, uh, it's amazing because like she even started an agency and this just transformed incredible over the last seven years flying around the world together. And she saw me being like, you are such an amazing artist. What you need is help. You know, you need someone yeah. that to take over all these logistical parts of being an, an entrepreneur and an artist and a businesswoman and to fully focus on, on, on everything that, which means being an artist and everything around it, the creative concepts. And you don't need, you, you shouldn't be the one communicating with your clients around money because it's really hard as an artist to sell yourself, but someone else is, yeah. is, is, has a stronger position to sell you as an artist. So that transformed into, she has in her own agency now, she represents different photographers and one of them is me. And it's wow. incredible that I finally find myself in a place where I could fully just focus my, myself on, on creating the visual art. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, one thing that just popped into my mind as you were just explaining all of that is, a feeling that I think a lot of photographers and freelancers feel at times, and that's the feeling of isolation. It's the feeling of thinking that you have to do everything yourself all the time. Otherwise, you're not a successful freelancer. When I feel in my own personal experience, collaborating and working with others is a win-win situation. It's, and I found it to be extremely beneficial. What's been your experience with collaboration and how important would you say it is? Mm, so important it's like yes honor who you are and be the artist that you want to be but like um the end product it is a collaboration but and that's why i said yeah. like don't be afraid to ask for help and from yeah. other photographers or people that are already there in 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 the business like you said sometimes we yeah we don't always have the abundance to start to be already where we want to be but it, but it's like um yeah i also did everything from the start so i it's like i understand everyone that's in that position but it's like mm. i yeah i'm really here nowadays because of the people that i was able to collaborate along the way and then i'm not, not just expressing like my hair and makeup artist or a beautiful lover that came in that helped me as a graphic designer and you know believed in yeah. me and saw me and it helped me getting to where I am but also the, the models they are there you know it's like they are giving you a gift by trusting you and flying to the other side of the world so it's like it's not just the one-man job it's the whole creation of the teamwork and yes very yeah. important yeah, amazing, amazing. Well, look, I think this uh, will connect quite nicely on to the last two questions that I have for you today. And they are all to do with giving advice to some of the aspiring photographers who are in our audience right now. So what are three tips or pieces of advice that you would give passionate photographers starting out today? Hmm. I cannot say this more enough, but like, don't be afraid to dream big and investment is everything um, at the start. Don't stop creating, go for it. Learn by doing. That's very yeah. important what I experienced by myself. And while you're doing it, it's like you really find your aesthetic along the way. And I feel it's like as being, a as being seen as a strong individual, visual artist or and photographer, it's like, creating that aesthetic along the way and and how are you gonna 
say like, okay, I am different than others. It's like find something specifically that you're, you will bring back in a, in a, in a line throughout your whole work, uh, I guess is, is very, yeah, it's a, it takes a creative process. Sometimes yeah. you, you go through it and then you you don't even know it. And then towards the end, you look at all your work and be like, oh, actually it does kind of all fit together because obviously my, the way, how I look at life is very unique to others, but at the same yeah. time, we're all one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, exactly. Crazy. I think that's that's something that's um, I say it's a recurring theme in this podcast is, and I think it's it's probably the most important thing that keeps on getting brought up in these interviews is everyone's uniqueness and how what they see is different to what everyone else sees. So mm-hmm. you start selling that, you know, like start mm-hmm. showing exactly. people that. Yeah. yeah. What is your unique selling point exactly? Like it's. It's um, it takes some time to figure that one out and and trust the whole process of that developing of your own unique unique authentic expression. But once you have it, it's like it's so powerful to go more deeper into it, you know, and like and like creating little still lives or uh, color palettes. It's like everything. Then you will work around it. With me, it really transformed. It's like there, there was a time where I loved everything that was pink, and I was like, oh, I'm gonna do everything <laughs> with pink backgrounds and this and that and the colors. And then you know, once you start photographing more into film, and then you start seeing more raw, and then working with a retoucher, and then kind of seeing that I, I I love more purity and more grain into pictures. So it really is a transformation. But like finding your own authentic expression is super important to this creative process. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And what about business advice? So obviously one bit of business advice would be organization and reaching out for help and getting a friend to to help you, you know, sort your shit out, which is a great great piece of advice, but are there any other pieces of advice that are business related that you would want to impart with our audience? <laughs> it is hard to answer because I'm not the greatest example of it because yes I just love creating so much that I really sometimes forget that I am also a business woman along the side but it's like mm. um, seeing opportunity everywhere what I where do find myself being a businesswoman and being like how especially doing productions and being like how am I gonna do things in the cheapest way you know like um, yeah. contacting hotels and asking for exchanges that has been a really big thing when I first started doing these productions, using your Instagram, making sure that social media is, is very active. So people really see that the impact that you can create with your Instagram is very powerful. Um, yep. Let's see another business advice. Ah. It's good advice. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> One thing that keeps on getting brought up to me from this podcast is listeners wanting to find out what their work is worth. What would be some advice that you would give aspiring photographers who are just getting started now, whether that be in fashion or another sort of photography industry? What advice would you give them about valuing their work? And is this something that you've struggled with yourself in the past? Mm, yeah, of course. It's like I've, I've um, questioned myself very often or like being insecure about where I am or like maybe starting to compare myself to others which 
that's already not not a very positive vibration to be in so it's like Mm. uh, yeah like the more you evolve and the more you're secure about the work that you're doing obviously the more in your power you'll be and being like okay i can really do this it's a yeah Mm. it's a it's a process and i almost feel that it's like a part of being there you know it's a part of the whole journey of like there will be parts where you will question yourself or you'll be a perfectionist and just yes, uh, see others more as an inspiration of the goal that you, where you want to be in this amount of year or the quality of photography that you're creating, start asking around of like how much people are charging that are doing exactly this same amount or like where mm. you want to go. And, and sometimes <laughs> what I also do, it's like fake it till you make it. It's like people ask you <laughs> something and you cannot do it yet. Just say that you do it and then you just, take out everything out of the closet that you can do to do this job. And that's really how you work your way up as well. That's like, I am a a strong believer from this as well. And don't be afraid to promote yourself. It's like, keep on communicating with people around you and just stand strong and be like, I am a photographer. This is where I want to head to. It's like, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I really, I'm a strong believer in faking it till you make it as well. So everyone listen to that and just do it. But look, so I do think that we should think about wrapping this up now as we have been talking for quite some time now. But before we do, I want to ask you, where do you see your photography moving forward? Are there any particular ideas or issues that you're wanting to explore? Hmm. I mean, obviously, I was expressing it earlier before as well. It's like creating impact and finishing what I have started. It's like the work of contrast still has a very powerful meaning. And I'm working on a beautiful fundraiser exhibition uh, in Miami to open up funds and support and to give more opportunities to the kids with albinism in Tanzania. And uh, there will be an online platform where we will be able to sell the prints because people has been have been asking us and I just didn't really like find the right platform to build it up and to I, I felt there was a stronger meaning with this project. So it's like now we're actually, you know, sitting down and actually doing it. So soon there will be a, a yes, a web page where people can also purchase these um, photos Amazing. as prints and you know, this this part of it will also be going back to the fundraiser exhibition. And then as a photographer, I've always had this big dream. It's like every time you go into a a phase and you're like, what's the next step? What's the next step? And you're asking yourself. And obviously these are exhibitions and, you know, brands that you want to work with and you just envision it all. But it's like, I think that my biggest dream as a photographer has been like a photo book. You know, and yeah. then um, my own personal spiritual journey has really been a big f- reflection into my art. And there is a, a taboo issue that came to me two years ago about connecting more with m- my own power. And it's a taboo topic. I'm not going to say too much just yet about mm-hmm. it, but it has a lot. It causes a lot of pain, disconnection, racism, lack of education around the world. And Yes, I'd, um, I'll keep it a surprise. But if you'll follow me, yeah. you'll see it coming soon on my social media. I even will start a whole new 
new Instagram for it, for people to follow my journey. And it will be mainly focused about traveling around the world and researching different indigenous communities around the world and making sure old ancestral knowledge stays alive and uh, capturing the polarities of the taboo topic that I want to address to bring impact and education back where it's needed. And it's, uh, it's, my whole photography is sparks a light within me, but this is really yeah. something that my soul is calling from a deeper calling. I feel it's really going to give voices to many, many women around the world and it's going to change the world. So it's a big thing to Amazing. say. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Hey, I'm really keen to see what this is when it's released uh, and I'll be sure to share it among all of our listeners once it comes out. But I do just want to take this time now to let the audience know that I'll have links to everything that me and Michelle have been talking about on today's episode over at pitchedindustries.com. But Michelle, are there any places in particular where you'd like the audience to go to see more of your work and keep updated with everything that you're up to <laughs> my main instagram michelle v d i j k is the the one i'll i communicate through my followers even when i open up this new platform i will i'll link this um, new journey on there too there's even going to be a youtube channel together with everything so uh yeah just my own instagram it's it's that's the easiest for now Amazing. Amazing. Well, I'll have all of that in the bio and on the website. But Michelle, I just want to say thank you so much for taking the time to talk with me today. It's been amazing. And yeah, thanks for giving our audience so much insight and advice into your career in life. Mm, Thank you so much for listening to all your words and for your time. I really thank you for the invite. It's been amazing to express this from the heart. I appreciate it. So that's just about it for today, guys. Thank you so much for listening like always, and I hope you were able to take away a few things from our conversation today. A quick reminder that submissions into the 2021 Red Bull Illume Image Quest are now open. They will be open until the 31st of July. Entry is free, so you have nothing to lose. Also, if you're interested in finding out 13 quick and easy ways to sell and market your work as a freelance photographer, head to pitchedindustries.com now to download the free PDF. So until next time, guys, I hope you have a great week and I will talk to you all soon. Cheers.